Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation. Now a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and always a supporter of duck hunters everywhere, ducks.org. I'm Dan Small. Today, DNR deer research biologist Dan Storm talks about a new study looking at pneumonia in deer in the Driftless area. Don Vandermeer of Flow International reports on a recent youth deer hunt in Minnesota. And speaking of Minnesota, Bernie Berenger, host of the Bowhunting Road YouTube channel, talks about his hunts in Minnesota, Iowa, and Kansas. He is a traveling bow hunter. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. If you look for the two giant arrows on the south side of the highway, you can't miss it. You can also find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. And you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, but you can listen anytime, as many of you are, I'm sure, on our podcast on Lake Link or iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us now from the Trading Post is Randy Smith. Well, Randy, thanks for joining us and welcome back. I mentioned those two big arrows almost every week. What are those? Are those a couple of telephone poles that got converted with veins on them or what? Yep, that's exactly what they are. Somebody cut some veins out of steel and painted them gray to look like arrows. It is a landmark, I guess is the way to put it. I drive by there frequently and I stop when you guys are open and it's easy for me to find it that way. And I'm sure you have a lot of people comment on them too. Yep. <laughs> well, it works, and uh, it gets people in the door. So let's talk about deer. As some of the listeners know, I hit one a couple weeks ago. I have almost hit two as close as I've ever come, including a very nice buck last night as I was coming back from West Bend, driving later than I wanted to during deer time, as I call it. I mean, if I hadn't braked, and I didn't try to swerve, I would have bumped him with the same headlight that I'm getting repaired on my Explorer. And my son hit one. I know other people who've hit him. People are sending me texts uh, about deer. They're sending me photos. They're up and moving, and the full moon and the rut are all coinciding. Um, What are you hearing? Basically hearing the same thing. I haven't heard that many people running them over (laughs) their vehicles, but... Well, we've got venison, not the way I want to, but, you know, that's what happens, unfortunately. We're definitely hearing reports where guys are seeing deer chasing and the bucks are on their feet. We're also seeing a few pictures and a few guys have stopped in with deer that they've shot. And are these nice bucks? I, I uh, The ones I've seen, uh, at least a number of people have sent photos of some pretty nice bucks. There's a lot of them that have been really nice this year. We've heard of a couple of them that have scored over 200, mm. um, some in the 180s. Mm-hmm. One close friend shot one in the one shot a 170, so they're definitely getting some deer. Yeah, okay. Deer. Well, how about you guys there at the shop? I know you've been doing a little hunting, or some of the folks have. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that has shot anything, and mine was a nice deer, but he was really thin. Hopefully he didn't have CWD, but getting them tested anyway good good have you had any positives yourself i personally haven't but jc and rich two of the guys they've had a number of them the last two deer that jc and between jc and his daughter shot their last three actually have been tested positive oh my yeah i know he told me about at least one of them you guys hunt right there in the kind of the heart of or at least some of the time right in the heart of cwd country don't you Are you hearing of more positives in your area now? In certain areas, there's, it seems like there's some hot spots now that are definitely having more positives. 
And are you hearing more people are testing them, too? No, I don't really hear any more people testing. I think it's about the same number, just that when you start hearing of positives in an area, then there will be a kind of a surge in that area of people testing them to see what's actually going on. Yeah. So you're waiting to hear back on the one you shot. Correct. It's well, been a week, so hopefully it'll be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the deer is processed, I'm sure, and you've either done yep. it or paid for it, and so you're facing, yeah. <laughs> what do I do with it, right? <laughs> yeah, now what do I do with it? Because yeah. it, was, it was pretty thin. Well, if you get a positive, uh, you know they'll give you another tag. I do know that, but I'd rather have it not be positive, so we don't have it in the area. Yeah, I hear you. Well, aside from CWD and everybody else seeing deer, what advice have you got now with, gosh, a week or so before the gun season? What should we be doing now? This is a perfect time to be using ester scents if you're somebody that likes to use scents. And this time of the year, any time that you can get into into a tree stand or get out hunting is the perfect time to go. Any time during the day, it, it can happen so fast because the bucks are up looking for does and you just never know when one, one will come cruising by. Yeah, well, several of the people I work with, uh, Mark LaBarbera, who does the deer show with me, and Dave Roll, our videographer, both reported getting to the stand and seeing deer that were already there and this is you know at like three in the afternoon so they can be moving at any time what about food plots water you know what about those things besides uh, scent and, and putting time in this time of the year before we had all the, the big rains water was really huge the bucks need to drink when they're chasing you know chasing the does that's a good place to start and also you know occasionally you'll find them on food plots this time of the year, but that's going to be more as it gets a little bit colder and they get really hungry. We've had a conversation with Mike Murphy. His business is Whitetail Sanctuary Solutions, and he advises people, in fact, he's on our deer show this year, advising my son to break up a major large food plot into smaller ones so that a buck has to go into each one. He can't just scan the whole field from one corner and walk away if he doesn't see any does. So uh, okay. smaller plots that rather than big ones. Sense. Yeah, that made sense to me too. And it's yeah. more it's more work, I think, making more food plots. But <laughs> Any good stories from those deer that people are telling you about? One of the better ones I've heard is a guy that used to work here. He was walking into his stand taking the most indirect route trying to sneak in so he wouldn't bump any deer walking through a cornfield and ran into a big buck and a doe that were bedded in the field <laughs> and was all nervous about that and didn't know what to do so he just figured he messed it up for the day but crawled into the stand anyway and 20 minutes later the buck came sneaking past him and he was able to score on it wow i think it was 11 or 12 points my goodness and did that buck spook when he saw it in the corn or did he back out of there Yeah. He knew what deer it was by the antler configuration, but he thought he'd mess it up and actually apparently made things better. Wow. Yeah, he got the deer moving and deer came by him. Well, that's amazing. That doesn't happen often, but I guess the, the conclusion yeah. I get from that is you bump one, get in your stand. I mean, that deer may still be yeah. walking around and may come back or may bump another one or something. Yeah. yeah. He probably didn't know what happened. He just knew something was there. Yep. People think human activity is going to chase the deer away. They're not going to run out of the county. That's their home range. They're they're going to just avoid you and go back to doing what they're doing, aren't they? If if you do bump them, they might find something someplace that's a little bit safe and lay low for a while, but they will go back to doing what they're doing. Yeah, okay. Well, we are going to try to touch base with you guys again next week for one more look at bow hunting and maybe some post-gun season bow hunting, late season, because some folks who uh, haven't filled a tag will still be hunting, and, uh, and maybe we can get some advice on that. So before we let you go, uh, store hours. What what are your hours this week, and are you open during the gun season? This week we're open from 10 till 6, Monday through Friday, and then 9 to 5 on Saturday, and we will be closed all nine days for, during the gun season. Okay, but you're open right up to Friday even before? Okay. Well, Randy, thanks so much. I hope your deer 
test comes back, I, I guess you want it to be negative so you can eat the meat, but if it comes back positive, you'll get another tag, and then you can keep hunting. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll call you guys again next week. And meanwhile, uh, good luck, everyone out there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Randy Smith from Pappas Trading Post, Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H, west of Arena, and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. And we have been mentioning this the last few weeks. Michael Hupe will offer a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case in the Milwaukee area, visit MilwaukeeCrimeStoppers.com. Well, joining me once again on this weekend before gun deer season from home, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, welcome back, and gotta, gotta ask you about bow hunting. You've been doing it? Uh, I've had the chance a couple of times, uh, been, uh, just shy of where the deer are, I think. I got a lot of sign in a lot of the public land that I've been hunting, but, uh, haven't put eyes on any, uh, outside of Columbia County a few weeks ago. So, still trying. We'll see what happens over the next, uh, number of days as we get into the colder weather and, and start preparing ourselves for, for gun deer season, maybe a few less people out in the woods to spook them around. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I hope you are able to get one and kind of take the pressure off for uh, next weekend for gun season. Well, uh, Deer Hunt Wisconsin, I've been talking about that TV show uh, that we've been producing for the last month and a half or so. It's archived now on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. You have to type in Deer Hunt Wisconsin all in one word. Uh, after youtube.com slash uh, Deer Hunt Wisconsin, you'll find a link there. Uh, you'll find the show there, and you'll find a link on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin Facebook page and on my own Facebook page, Dan Small Outdoors. Unfortunately, there's so many people who post about deer hunting in Wisconsin that if you just type in Deer Hunt Wisconsin on YouTube, you may get a dozen different uh, options before you get to ours. You know? Sure. <laughs> I almost hit two more deer this past week. One very nice buck on Highway 33 between Fox Lake and Portage Monday night when I was coming back from delivering the boat to West Bend. Boy, I almost hit him with the same headlight that uh, I hit the other buck with. But, uh, yeah, it was a what I call, I guess, a perfect storm. Full moon, peak of the rut, cooler weather, dark. I'm sure. seeing lots of dead deer on the road. So, folks, be careful driving, um, and uh, you can turn them into venison. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. We got five inches of rain last weekend before it was all done, but it's been so dry there was no flooding, and that's a good thing. We got a bunch of rain. I, I don't know what the uh, – I took my gauge down because uh, it was starting to freeze. and Sure. Uh, so I don't know what my uh, exact amount was, but it was a lot of rain. We had puddles, Dan. For 25 minutes. Puddles That's, in sand country. Wow. Puddles for 25 minutes. <laughs> the kids went outside, played in the mud. It was great. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> we kept an eye on our so-called dry creek, and it was only up to a trickle. It's been so dry that uh, we didn't have any any flooding, and we hope it continues that way. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to gun season next Saturday. I'll be up in Bayfield County with John and Dave Roll, our videographer, and uh, Ozzy's going to join us and a couple of John's friends. And I think you're going north too, aren't you? I am Douglas County, Dan. We should we should sometime 
get the camps together and just hang out for a night. Yeah, yeah. we can, Not too uh, far away. We can talk about that. All right. Well, coming up, Flow International Communications and Marketing Director Don Vandermey talks about his recent youth deer hunt there in Minnesota. Wisconsin DNR deer biologist Dan Storm is going to talk about a new study down here in southwest Wisconsin looking at pneumonia in deer. That's an interesting story, yeah. And Bernie Berenger, host of Bow Hunting Road on YouTube, talks about hunting the rut in Iowa and Kansas, where right now he's probably still sitting in a tree. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. You wait quietly, but you're getting impatient. It's been two hours and still nothing. You hear it. It's close. You see movement, but you sit tight because safe hunting is no accident. With all different hunting seasons open, your fellow hunters could be in a stand, on the ground, or in a blind. Do not shoot at movement. Be aware of what's in front of your target and what is beyond it. Wisconsin DNR. Adventures and memories. Enjoy Wisconsin's wild side. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV color ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike ATV or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to exploreflorencecounty.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me now is Dr. Dan Storm. He is the Deer Research Scientist for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, and you may recall he is wrapping up a several-year study of uh, chronic wasting disease and predators in southwest Wisconsin, and we'll ask him about that, but about a new study that they're doing, too. Well, Dan, welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thank you for having me. You bet. Now, are you finished with that southwest predator and CWD study? Not quite. We are still we still have some radio collared or GPS collared deer that are out there collecting data. We have most of our data in and we are analyzing data and writing up results and publishing papers, but the bulk of the findings, our main findings, they should be coming out here in the next few months. So we will know then the results of that project and during that project you discovered some deer with pneumonia. Yeah, that's right. What happens with our mortality studies is when we have one of our GPS collared deer die, what we do is we uh, usually take that in for a necropsy, which is like an autopsy for animals. That's done by a professional veterinary pathologist who really has, you know, has a training in veterinary sciences, really knows what they're looking for, and they do a really in-depth examination of the, the carcass. And what they found is that 
pneumonia, which is just an infection in the lungs, was pretty common in the deer. And the interesting thing was it was more prevalent than we expected, and we don't know exactly what causes it um, in, in our deer here. So there's a variety of different disease-causing pathogens that could result in pneumonia. We don't know what those are. We don't know what the importance that might be to the deer herd, um, and that's the purpose of this study. So we're just trying to figure out exactly what what is this disease that's causing pneumonia? Is it something that we need to worry about or not? Okay, and what are you going to do? How are you going to collect this data? So we're relying on hunters to submit samples from their deer to our study, and so we've done a, a small recruitment of hunters, and when, hunt, and when these hunters that sort of sign up for our project, we'll give them a, a sampling kit and instructions. And um, what they're supposed to do is when they harvest the deer, they'll take a few really tiny samples from the lungs. They'll also take like a nasal swab, a tooth for aging. And then what happens with those lung tissues is we've got some collaborators at the University of Maine who've got really advanced uh, genomics technology and expertise, and they're able to screen these samples, these lung tissue samples, and compare them to this giant genomic database and determine what bacteria and viruses might be present in each lung sample. And so we do that for a sample of deer, and we say, all right, these deer had pneumonia, and they had these pathogens, these bacteria, these viruses, and then maybe these other deer that didn't have pneumonia, they have this other set or lack a certain number of these pathogens and and by doing so we should be able to identify what are those disease causing bacteria viruses whatever that are causing the pneumonia is this something a hunter needs to worry about a pneumonia in deer in terms of their own personal health we don't think so we don't have any reason to believe that hunters are at any kind of increased risk from whatever is happening with these deer Okay, well, that's good to know. Now, are you sampling the whole state? No, we're sampling just the the counties sort of in the southwest part of Wisconsin, the Driftless area. And why is that? When we discovered this pneumonia, it was in the deer population that we were studying in Iowa County, where we have a high prevalence of chronic wasting disease. So that leads us to wonder, even though the pneumonia that we found wasn't necessarily in deer that had CWD, we found it in deer that didn't have CWD. But just the fact that it occurred at such a high rate where we have a lot of CWD, that makes us wonder, well, is the presence of chronic wasting disease and these extra, not this extra number of sick deer, is that sort of bolstering whatever pneumonia-causing pathogens that are out there and giving them an extra foothold into the deer population? So if we sample these deer in an area with high CWD, and then sample other deer in areas with similar habitat but without CWD, do we see, say, those areas that that don't have CWD, do they also not have the prevalence of pneumonia, or is it just as common there? And that will tell us, does CWD play a role in this pneumonia we've seen? Got it. Okay. Are you going to do this for several years or just this year, or, or don't you know yet? We don't know yet. The plan currently is to do this year and just kind of see what we have, because we literally don't even know what pathogens are at play here. And we're, we're gonna, so we're going to collect these samples, we'll run this analysis, and then we'll decide, is this something that we want to do a statewide sampling for, or is it something that is much ado about nothing and we don't have to worry about it? We're really not sure at this stage. Okay. Are you looking for volunteers in the Southwest? We have reached out to folks already that have a history of CWD sampling in the areas that we are interested in sampling. If people are interested, they can reach out through the Wisconsin DNR deer research um, potentially. However, we have reached out ourselves kind of proactively to a subset of hunters that have this strong history of registering their deer for CWD because if you submit your sample for CWD, then that's kind of the mechanism for submitting your samples as well. It just makes it easier. Got it. That's why I got the invitation, right? Because I have submitted deer for testing in the Southwest. All right. Where's the funding coming for this project? 
This is Pittman Robertson Funding, the funding source that funds almost all wildlife research. It's funding from the firearms and ammunition excise tax, and a portion of that funding goes towards wildlife research, trying to help us conduct the science to help conserve wild animals. So when we buy guns or ammunition or archery equipment, that excise tax that's actually hidden in the cost of the equipment, that's the money that's being funneled to the states and funneled down to you and to others doing this kind of research. Yep, again, that's the major source for all wildlife research in Wisconsin. Got it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for letting us know about this. I'm sure other people will be interested in learning more, and we'll follow up with you once you have some data and some ideas on just what what are the answers to some of the questions you'll be asking. So thanks for joining us. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You bet. Dr. Dan Storm, Deer Research Scientist for the Wisconsin DNR, and you can learn more on the DNR website if you look under wildlife research or deer research, type those in in the search box and you should find out more information. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech and performance wear at a price you can afford. It's available at Blaine's Farm and Fleet stores, including the new store in Grafton, Wisconsin, and on the web at HuntworthGear.com. And joining us once again is a familiar voice. He's somewhere in Kansas, and we'll find out where. Huntworth Pro Staffer Bernie Berenger. His website is Bernie'sBearCamp.com, and he's got a YouTube channel that you want to check out, Bow Hunting Road. Well, Bernie, you're on the road, Bow Hunting. Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. My pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. I was a little surprised uh, I was able to reach you with bow season open and the rut in full swing. You've been hunting a lot. I mentioned you're in Kansas. Well, let's bet, backtrack a little bit. You're from uh, northern Minnesota. Have you hunted there? I have, uh, just mostly on my own property. i got a couple grandsons that are about 10 years old now that are really like sitting in the ground blind with me, so... I'm trying to shoot a deer out of the ground blind on my food plot with them in there, and it's become more of a challenge than I thought it would be because <laughs> they, they have a little harder time sitting still than you might think. But, yeah. But we, we we got close a few times. In fact, I had a couple of small yearling does in front of me, and my grandson Skyler's like, shoot one, shoot one. I'm like, ah, we're going to wait until the tag with a nice big fat one. But we're, we're having all kinds of fun with that. And then uh, I drew Iowa and Kansas, both uh, non-resident deer tags, too, this year. Yeah. Well, it's great that you're taking your grandsons out. And as you know, and most of our listeners know, if you get the next generation started at a young age, they will probably stick with it. So, But you got to shoot one. They're not going to stay out there all, <laughs> all season if you don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they really like it, though, and uh, they're, they're pretty fired up about it. They, they just can't wait to get their own deer tag. Oh, that's great. Well, now, you sent me a photo of a really nice buck that you shot in Iowa recently. Tell us about that hunt. I, I did. I shot that buck in Iowa last Thursday. And, um, I, I, you know, I've hunted Iowa a lot of times, and every time I draw a tag, I go to southeast Iowa and got a few spots that I like to hunt. And this year, uh, there's a guy down there I became friends with and ended up hunting on his property. I, I typically always hunt just public land, but uh, he gave me permission. It's actually his in-law's property. And we had a pretty good hunt. Uh, there's a lot of deer around, a lot of nighttime movement. It was kind of early in the ruts, you know, and I ended up having a pretty nice 10-point buck come by one evening just before dark, and I decided to go ahead and fill my tag with it, and I'm happy with it. And, you know, when you're on the road and you've got a limited time to hunt, you can't be as selective, but um, there he had some huge bucks on camera, I mean, like, close to 200 inch just giant bucks and i mean it's hard to kill one of those when you got a whole season to hunt them three months you know yep. and when you got a pretty nice 10 pointer comes by and you're on the fourth day of a six or seven day hunt you're pretty happy to have it and 
I shot that buck and got her butchered up. And once I got it butchered, I, I'm actually staying in a camper. I've got a travel trailer. I pull behind my truck to these different states. And, and I left my camper in Iowa, and uh, I couldn't find a locker that would freeze the deer for me. And with the CWD laws now, you can't take the brain and the spinal column across state lines. And so I had to quarter the deer and then run it home and put it in the freezer at home, then turn around and head back and pick up my camper and go on to Kansas, which oh. is where I am now. Oh, my. That's a lot of road time. But, uh, well, <laughs> you know, that's what you do. Bow hunting road, <clears throat> you do it. Uh, I, I've hit one deer this year and missed two very close, very close calls in the last 10 days during the rut. All three of them were bucks, and I've seen others on the road. Do you ever have an encounter like that that you regret? <laughs> um, yes, I've hit way more deer than I I mean I guess I'm out so much on the gravel roads and back roads this time of the year that I think I've hit seven deer in my life so, okay including a couple of pretty big bucks I almost hit one tonight on the way back in oh no um and yeah I had uh, I had one jump the fence right in front of me and there's a pretty nice bike I wish he would walk by my tree stand instead of went through my headlights right they're really on the move here at night and it's been warm here though so I'm not seeing very much daylight activity, but that's supposed to change tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're going to have some cold weather this weekend. Now, you're in Kansas. Are you hunting public land there as well or private land? I'm, what do you I'm actually hunting uh, private land here, too. It's oh. a friend that uh, that I'm hunting. He's got 640 acres, and I'm the only one on it. So oh, nice. It's a pretty good spot, but... You know, when you think of 640 acres, it's a little different out here where it's mostly grassland, and then you've just got these these wooded draws and, and fingers of brush that go up into the grassland and, and so forth. So it sounds like a lot more good hunting land than it is. I'm getting good pictures of really nice bucks, uh, you know, 140, 150, even 160-inch bucks on camera at night, but I just need them to turn daylight on me, and um, uh, my kind of figured out where the does are bedding now and so i feel like i'm closing in on them and once you figure that where the does are bedding and then here it is you know we're into the second week in november already so things are they're going to get pretty spunky pretty quick i would think yeah absolutely now you you say uh you have friends with land is <laughs> guys who are listening who don't have friends with land are probably pretty envious of you is it difficult to develop that kind of uh, relationship that results in an invitation to hunt 600 acres of land it's interesting that sometimes you just stumble onto something like i did this and it, but it is also surprising that there's areas in in really good you, you talk kansas and iowa and ohio and some of the best whitetail states there's still places where you can go knock on a door and and get permission to hunt most people just don't do it anymore because they just don't think it can happen but it can and that's how i got this here in kansas is basically just met a guy you know he hunts too and his brother hunts um but they just rifle hunt and so they're like yeah if you want to come down during bow season well they they hunt just rifle and uh the early muzzleloader season here in kansas so i just stumbled onto a pretty good deal well good for you and uh, they, they may not invite you back if you shoot one of those big guys but who knows <laughs> well i think they'd rather be shoot the big ones than uh and the three-and-a-half-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. they, they'd rather let them grow a couple more years. Well, good. Well, good. Well, now, uh, we talked about the warm weather, but cold weather is coming, and Huntworth has a new heat boost clothing, and uh, I've got some, and I would imagine you've got some. Have you been using it? Oh, I have. And In fact, I used it in Iowa in the mornings. I had a couple mornings where it was got down. One morning got down into upper teens. Wow. And sitting in a tree stand. I don't know how this stuff works exactly, but this graphene is, is actually woven into the insulation. And it, what it does is it actually reflects your body heat back onto your body and it doesn't let it escape through the clothing. I, and I can't believe the difference it makes. Um, I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about this graphene technology because there's things out there that have like an extra layer a fabric or something in between, and sometimes it can be kind of crackly and noisy or something like that. But this stuff is actually woven into the fabric, into the insulation. You can definitely tell the difference. So I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about it. Well, they'll be hearing about it from me, too, once it gets cold enough for me to put it on. I, I tried it on. I know it fits, but, um, you know, it, it's so hot 
of uh, just walking around the house with it or even in the yard when it's 65, 70 degrees that uh, I'm going to wait. But, well, that's good. Well, where next uh, for you? Are you uh, you're going to hunt Kansas a while yet and then you're going back to Minnesota? Yeah, I'm going to stay here a few more days or until I shoot a deer. I, I could be here another week if I have to, if I have to be here that long. And then I've got uh, an either sex tag and a doe tag in Minnesota. And so I've been pretty selective about uh, not filling those, but now it's going to be time to just get some meat in the freezer and, and make some sausage and stuff. So when I get home, I'm just going to be pretty anxious to let an arrow fly. And get those grandsons excited about uh, seeing you kill a deer too, probably. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach them how to butcher too. So. There you go. <laughs> you yep. got they got to get the whole experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Bernie, thanks for joining us, and good luck on the rest of your quest out there in Kansas, and uh, safe travels to and from home with with your camper and your deer, and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity and. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Bernie Berenger, Bow Hunting Road is his YouTube channel, and you can learn more about what he's up to by watching those videos that he posts there. And we're also talking about Huntworth clothing, Huntworth's new heat boost clothing is what uh, Bernie's wearing right now. And Huntworth gear is available at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You can also find it online at huntworthgear.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at RemyBattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. 
A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms makes and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Flow International is a leader in the trailer industry. You can find a dealer and more information online at floeintl.com. I've been using a Flow Cargo Max for several years to haul my Honda Pioneer 1000 along with tons of hay and other items, and I just love the trailer. And joining us now to talk about Flow trailers and also some bow hunting is Don Vandermeer. He is the Chief Marketing Officer for Flow. And Don, welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for joining us again. Yeah, hi Dan. Thanks for having me back. I always enjoy talking to you about this time every fall. We are recording this ahead of time, but I understand you're sitting in a field after a morning of bow hunting, and you saw a bunch of deer today. Yeah, I, I'm in east-central Minnesota, and I'm just back at my truck, and I take a little break. I sat in a tree all morning and didn't see anything the first hour, and then I, I saw three bucks come walking, kind of whole humming along together, and I thought, well, the rut isn't going on when you got three bucks kind of chumming around, and then... Also, I saw two or three more after that, like they were well into the rut, hitting scrapes and rubs, and so, yeah, kind of an interesting morning. It's just, we'll see how it goes the next couple of days. Yeah, well, good luck with that, and then, of course, you got your rifle season opening earlier than ours. You guys usually have the rut, which keeps the deer moving. Our rifle season is this coming weekend, which, yeah, correct, it's earlier than the Wisconsin, and uh, as you know, um, your listeners may not, but we're, we're in Minnesota, so, yep. Well, and I understand you held a youth bow hunt for deer recently. Tell us about that. Yeah, we had an uh, annual event that we have at the youth hunt. And next to my property, I've got about 160 acres that we manage. There's a very large track of privately held ground that I I get to help with some things on. And so every year we have a, a youth hunt, and the group that comes is one of the chapters of the Minnesota NASP, which is National Archery in the Schools, and we had 11 hunters up last weekend having a great time. It's always a highlight of the year when the kids come up and hunt with us. Nice. Well, what happened? Did anybody get a deer? Yeah, you know, probably the highlight was one of the groups was a a dad brought his daughter, who may have been maybe 12 or 13, and then the son was maybe 14 or 15, and they both shot does, I guess it would be the second evening of the hunt. For the girl, it was her first deer ever. Every time that happens, we see the first deer thing happen. You know, you're part of lifetime memories and lifetime stories. And then her brother also got one. So, I mean, that family was just, you know, you just kind of sit back and watch them smile from year to year for hours straight. But totally rewarding for a, an old guy like me to see that happen. Yeah, and, you know, you and I talked before we went on the air about the decline in older hunters. Now, I'm a little bit older, probably a lot older than you are, but our, my generation and even your generation, they're giving up hunting for a variety of reasons, and we're seeing some young people coming on, but maybe not enough to replace us old guys. Yeah, I know, and you, you hear that a lot. We need to promote more hunters just to keep the sport going, and I, I totally agree with that, but... I think we need more hunters, you know, you get the young people involved in hunters for even a bigger reason now, which is just, you know, the, the childhoods and the, the times we're in and the, you know, the just everything. Um, even if they get out for just a day, hopefully it's more than that, but it's such a great experience different from what's going on in their upbringings right now. And I think it's just huge. You know, I think every one of us older guys should do something as big or as little as it might be to get somebody young out in the woods, even if it's once or twice or for two hours. I think it's just huge right now. Now, what kind of reaction, besides the family that took home a lot of venison, how did the other hunters uh, respond to this event? 
everybody had a great time. We, we used to have the event in earlier October, and the hunting was always a lot slower, naturally, because how it goes. But So we moved it to the last weekend in October, and we had 11 kids this year, and every one of them had stories and action and deer, and we had a few misses, and one, uh, you know, might have got a couple drops of blood out of one that didn't really hurt the deer, but uh, every one of them just definitely has stories and came out of it with, with something that, uh, you know, they'll remember for a long time. And many of them will be back next year, I'm sure. So you think you've helped create some new hunters or at least keep them interested if they were interested already? Yeah, I don't know if we can take credit for creating them. They're already in one of the NAST programs, and they know somebody or somehow they got an idea that, you know, maybe hunting would be for them. So they've got a bow and they got to shoot. But we provided a guided, pre-scouted, guys that have been doing it for a while, opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't have. We just try to get them in some good action. I mean, that's really what we do. And there's so many kids that are could go either way if they hunt a little bit when they're young. They don't have any luck. They might just, you know, we all know these kids. They, I tried it, didn't like it. So I think we got to get them right into the heat of the moment where there's really some action going on. You know, that's going to set the hook, of course, for people. And it, it just it becomes a lot more... Uh, of a lifetime passion if they can get some action when they're young. Yep, and well, it's great that you had that event and that you had a decent weekend to do it, not cold and snow and rain and all that nasty stuff that makes it uncomfortable for beginners, certainly, and and even us experienced hunters, nobody really likes to hunt in the rain or when the weather's not, not nice. Yeah, it was very comfortable out. Well, now let's talk about the trailers. I have a new Cargo Max, uh, as you know. I picked it up at Knee Deep Shore Supplies in Nakusa. Actually, it's in Rome, Wisconsin, so I can tell my friends. I went to Rome last week to get a trailer, <laughs> um, and as you know, I love it. This is the third one I've had, and it's really a fantastic trailer for towing. People who see it are amazed at how solid the bed is and i tell them to go watch your video where you're shooting it with a shotgun and it bounces right off it's a remarkable trailer and i think it's the best thing on the road for towing a four by four or gosh i put uh, two four by four pallets of hardwood firewood on it last weekend and had no trouble hauling that good well i'm glad you like yours and thanks for your third uh, repeat trailer business but yeah that trailer it's just you know if your listeners don't know of it it's a a little different in that it's an aluminum frame but it's got a, a molded polymer bed and when we came out with it about 15 years ago a lot of people thought that you know they, they see plastic or i guess polymers kind of plastic but they thought it would break well they just don't break and they're they can withstand things you would never put a metal trailer through and the, the word of mouth is really strong now it's catching on big time it's it's a cool looking trailer it's stylish kind of got some curb speed if you will it's just it's a really different product that is extremely functional if you haven't seen one just google cargo max and check it out it's really in a category of itself in utility trailers and atv and utv trailers and i'm on my third one as well personally i mean i get to use a trailer whenever i want working at flow but i always own a cargo max so it's in my driveway yeah well i've had a number of people ask me about them and you folks sent me some flyers and so i hand them out you know if they if they are interested and i know Besides the two that I personally owned and sold, I've sold another one for you, from, actually, to the guy who uh, I get firewood from. He said, yeah, I liked it so much, I went to Vitesnik and Richland Center and bought one myself. And I said, oh, geez, I could have sold your mine. But anyway, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll find a buyer for this one next year. Uh, yeah. They, they have good resale value, and they stand up, that's for sure. Well, and the Versa Max is an all-aluminum trailer. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, the Versamax is real quick. There's two. There's a Versamax RT, which is the wood deck and your typical snowmobile-looking flatbed trailer that was popular in the 90s. And the one you're referring to is the Versamax UT, and that's an all-aluminum, aluminum frame, aluminum bed, aluminum sides. Uh, very, you know, kind of quite common in the upper Midwest type of high-end utility trailer. And that's a little bit newer line. We've had that one out for about five years now, and that's doing extremely well also. Got the VersaTrack tie-down system, so you can hook your tie-downs up from front to back anywhere you want, which gives it a, a lot of flexibility with uh, cargo loads. That's one of the things people like about that one. 
Yep, and before we let you go, um, maintenance, is there anything I need to do uh, or any trailer owner, if they have a, a float trailer, needs to do going into fall and winter? Yeah, well, I guess any trailer, um, you know, a lot of times people don't use them all that often, so if you go to grab it in the fall to go on your hunting trip, just make sure you got grease in the hubs and air in the tires, as it all should be. And, you know, on the, the flow, there's not a lot of other maintenance. If you have other brands, of course, check their maintenance suggestions. I don't, I don't know what they might be, but, you know, those are the main things. You don't want to be that guy on the side of the road. And I just saw one of those guys yesterday, and that's not who you want. You know, you don't want to be in that situation. It, it's usually avoidable yep yep well uh, i've had no trouble with mine and i'll knock on wood and hope that continues so don thanks so much for your report i'm glad you're taking young young hunters out and uh, i wish you luck on your hunt you're seeing deer so you'll have to decide sooner or later which one you're going to shoot if you keep getting those opportunities well, I'll tell you, Dan, I did put a dough in the freezer the other day, so I love venison, but, uh, you know, they, I, I, I like the way they uh, taste just as well, so I'm not afraid to put a couple of those in the freezer. All right. Well, thanks so much, Don, and we will talk again. Thanks, Dan. Take care. You bet. Don Vandermeer is the Chief Marketing Officer for Flow International. They make uh, fantastic trailers that we've been talking about. They also make docks and lifts and other products. Check out their website, F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV color ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike ATV or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to exploreflorencecounty.com. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. You wait quietly, but you're getting impatient. It's been two hours and still nothing. You hear it. It's close. You see movement, but you sit tight because safe hunting is no accident. With all different hunting seasons open, your fellow hunters could be in a stand, on the ground, or in a blind. Do not shoot at movement. Be aware of what's in front of your target and what is beyond it. Wisconsin DNR. Adventures and memories. Enjoy Wisconsin's wild side. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. 
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. Winterizing supplies are in stock, or they can winterize the boat for you. Check out their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio at Duck Hunters Everywhere, ducks.org. And I think I mentioned it earlier, I dropped off my boat at Cedar Lake Sales on Monday, and I'm happy to have them dealing with it, and I'll have a new one next spring. So uh, you have a storage bay that's open this winter, or maybe you'll find something to put in. Got a tractor in ready, <laughs> Okay. <yeah. laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right. Well, our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, may not be airing where you live. You can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And as I mentioned earlier, the Deer Hunt Show is archived on our Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. If you missed anything on today's radio show, you can log on and uh, take us with you throughout your week. Uh, Go to lake-link.com, go to the Outdoor Radio page, and you can download this show and uh, past shows as well and listen at your leisure. You can find Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors and find me at Hardwater Jeff. We've had a couple of DNR reports or news releases to talk about here. The Deer Donation Program is something that's been going on for 20 years, actually 22 years. It started in the year 2000, and it's free. You can donate an extra deer if such a thing exists in your hunting camp. Details are on the DNR website. Just type in Deer Donation, and they have already, in the 22 years it's been going on, collected 100,000 deer and 4 million pounds of venison. I think it's all ground venison donated to food pantries. So that's a tremendous contribution that Wisconsin deer hunters have made. Have you ever donated one, Jeff? Not not Um, to put you on the spot. (laughs) No, I have not donated one. I've had uh, intentions to where, you know, I'd go to the farm or whatnot and be like, all right, if I get one this weekend, I'll donate it. And those are weekends I've not not connected. So yeah. Well, another item, snowy owls are showing up in Wisconsin already as of November 2nd. I wonder how many more are on their way down because of the storm that mm, blew yeah. through the uh, northern plains this week. And the DNR has got a master plan for the western coolies and ridges region. That's the driftless area, basically. Public meetings next Wednesday evening in Eau Claire and Thursday in Platteville. You can find details online on the DNR website. And they welcome comments, I think, through sometime in December. Well, our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And we want to wish everybody hunting this weekend a safe uh, weekend of bow hunting, if that's what you're up to. And we'll talk to you again next week. Just as the Wisconsin gun deer season is getting underway. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. 
in the blue north wind. I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel. When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, I'll be true. 